0: Second. Honey, honey, there's a hot topic. Oh God damn it! P- pull the fucking car over. I gotta buy some fucking drip pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: we got the music. We're fading in. My every my fucking microphone. Hold on. I want to talk about our Audible sponsor real quick I fix this. Fucking, we need a new table.
2: Yeah, no, uh, we have recently become sponsored by Audible, which is awesome. Um, Great news for us because it means that we can continue bringing you some great content and awesome news for you because if you go to audibletrial.com slash march, you will get a free Audible book on us. Um, This week, I would really like to recommend uh, Michelle Alexander's book, The New Jim Crow. Excellent, really informative and very accessible read or listen rather um, about the prison system in America and the way that it uh, continues the legacy of slavery. So some really uplifting stuff. Mm-hmm. Strongly recommend it. Again, go to audibletrial.com/march to get your free audiobook.
1: Yeah, the, the, the whole idea behind this and it, for transparency, and I always I always hate like the the check out our sponsor blah blah blah. And It is just like ah uh, why. No, the why behind mm-hmm. it is because uh, it costs about $15 a month to maintain subscription to Podbean, which is how we distribute through all the platforms. So one subscription a month uh, equals pretty much one more month that we don't have to go into the red to continue mm-hmm. to do this. So uh, if, if there's anyone else out there like me who's like, yeah, it's not going to cost me anything, you sign up. Uh, I don't even think they ask for a credit card. Do they ask for a credit card? I read. it yes. they ask for a credit card? Yeah, I don't even think, I just email, it's an email, and then you can cancel after that. And uh, so, yeah, nothing out of your pocket goes into ours. We get to do another month's work and uh, bring you more fun content. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, check it out. Audible Trial forward slash March. Support us, please. Audible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's Audible Trial forward slash March. It's a pleasure to be here with you all again, rolling out of the depths of the river system in Marion County. Coming through you from Sisters, coming at you from Detroit Lake, rolling out of the Willamette River. It's the March and Mitch Show featuring Mitchell Herring, Celine Stannis Pond, and me. My last name will break your autocorrect. I'm Alex. <laughs> My- <laughs> I'm Alex Marchewski. We're currently coming up on the 29th day. ...of my birthday month, uh, which is June. June. Uh, the, the partying has taken a toll on my well-being, but we're all in great spirits today. He's, I am in the he's presence. Got
1: a, he's got a hat. He's got sunglasses. Some some amazing he's friends. And, you he's semi-not uh, available, uh, <laughs> and he's ready to bring you uh, some of the most quality audio content a podcast has ever seen. If you haven't checked it out, welcome to the show. I'm Mitchell Herring. Your designated co-host, Alex Marchewski, bring us the, I was going to say brewski, but that's not that, it's not time for that yet.
0: Oh yeah, we'll have some beer later, don't worry. Bring me the music. We're going to bring out the jams, we'll bring out the beer later. Going right Mm -hmm. into it, we have the Artist of the Week, which is going to be... Skrillex! wow. not Artist of the week, not Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a dubstep group. This week, we're going to be talking about Winika Bowling League. Uh, despite <laughs> despite a very uh, Ash- Ashkore, you know, vibe name happening in this circumstance, it's actually not a Canadian group. And this is actually a gang coming straight at you from the Eastern a- San Fernando Valley. I spent many summers there as a kid growing up, doing shenanigans, hanging out with cousins really close to Los Angeles and L.A. County and Venice Beach and all that, pretty close to Hollywood and, you know, well, with, you know, uh, La La Land, you get lots of stars and all kinds of different artists, you know, who uh, kind of come to the limelight. This artist was actually uh, brought to my attention by our cool uh, co-host over here, Celine. Uh, Celine, you said your dad threw the statue in Leo Father's Day? Shout out
2: yeah. to
1: future, future, is it weird if I say future dad?
2: You said it last time. Did I? Mm-hmm. Oh. Actually, you didn't even say future. You just said dad.
1: Oh, my yeah. God. I've never had a real dad.
2: <laughs> i'm
1: so excited
0: <laughs> yeah uh
2: well your dad your new dad has great taste in music
0: i look at me i am the new dad
2: <laughs> this is a pretty
0: cool dad i emailed this dad for father's day just because he sounded pretty freaking cool i'm like i'm gonna email him. back i was gonna say what's up oh he's doing he's he's a he's a, he's, a uh, uh, he's probably busy as heck plus it was probably weird well, as he hell. is
2: also <laughs> one awesome thing about him is he is also a listener of our podcast <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, get on it.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? Whenever you're done, crack it open a cold it on with the boys and mowing the line. You, you email me back, bad boy, all right? <laughs> anyway. Did you check the spelling on the email? Are you sure you... Uh, it, that's my tech. It's
1: coming Joel, out. Sorry.
0: It's Joel Sandis, right?
1: Oh, we just blasted him. Welcome. Don't say the last part. I'm so sorry. Anyways, so this awesome band...
2: So uh, so my dad, I've mentioned before on this podcast, my dad has awesome taste in music. Um, he took me to my very per- first concert when I was 11, and it was Linkin Park. Mm. Um, and fun fact, he actually, uh, I tried to leave early before Linkin Park came on because Corn was playing, and I thought that it was far too loud and aggressive.
1: Yeah. And
2: I begged to leave. My dad was like, nah, just stay for one Linkin Park song. And so he did, and I stayed for the whole show and fucking loved it. <laughs> so my dad's super cool. Um, and he actually texted me, completely out of the blue just saying have you heard this song uh cvs by Winnetka bowling league and sent me a a link to it um and actually i'm gonna pull up what his his text actually said
0: um this week on just (laughs) please hold just uh, okay, just uh, yeah.
2: He said that uh, it's dead. it's a very sweet song that reminds him of punk rock girl and the rock show. Oh Um, uh, Blink One Eighty Two, and mm. so it's it's a really sweet song. Um, it just makes me really happy. It always makes me think of Mitchell.
0: Aww. Um, it is a cute yeah. song, and the music video is very fun. gay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I we're buy su- you
2: chocolate <laughs> parts at CBS. Yeah. yeah,
1: we're super gay. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Um, we're super gay.
2: Hey yeah no i i I just think it's a really sweet song it's it's different you're a sweet the video is adorable you're i love you so much but yeah, that's that's my piece on this <laughs> Most <laughs>
0: definitely. It's really refreshing to be, kind of brought this to my attention because lately, you know, most of my airwaves have been just pretty much just nonstop. If it's not if it's not emotional trap, goth boy click right. or sad trap artists, it's pretty much just blistering, pop punk, post hardcore <laughs> or emo. So we actually have an indie rock band. And like, for those of you that grew up with me in Las Vegas, I was a big part of the indie rock scene. Like, you know, when I played for uh, Love Vendetta and like the old looks like Morphe and it was crazy It'll be like, you know, like ex-members of the killer we're in this fucking band, like this is a cool, claim you know, and like what, it was, yeah, oh. deadass, yeah, yeah, you never dead. told us that. I,
1: didn't know that. <laughs> I knew you were, fucking it was old the man. old,
0: the old, like guys, think I, like I kicked out of the killers for being Ow. assholes, yeah, yeah, but oh, no, but they, but whatever. they played with Brandon and Mark and Ronnie and, and uh, David, like it was crazy, oh my gosh, like it was really, uh, I had told Celine before, like I had opened for Motion City soundtrack one time, mm-hmm. and yeah. like it was literally my 15 minutes of fame, like getting off stage, and like, like people are just like, you know, can, can you sign this for me? I'm like, what? who the. F- I'm nobody. What? Huh? <laughs> they huh? haven't even paid me yet. <laughs> <laughs> just like dumbfounded, literally. But I would play in bands like this. This was a big sound back in like 2011, 2012. And what mm-hmm. I like about Weneka Bowling League is you got just a good four-piece, four to the four band. Uh, band and uh, the, the lead singer, he looks like like the dude from a uh, from uh, Bleachers. You ever see Bleachers? Mm-mm. It's like the it's it's I've uh,
2: Bleachers. I haven't seen them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's the uh, it's the Antonov guy from uh, he's the lead guitar player from Fun. And, uh, oh. and I, I, I oh. yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. Oh. who's fun. Do, 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 do,
2: do, do. Uh, I'll you uh, uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're still around?
0: Yeah. So the lead guitar player from that band Damn He looks he looks like this guy, but it's actually not the guy. Okay. And then we have the CVS song, which is fucking adorable. There's some star power in this video, Celine. We've seen some there's mm-hmm. some few stars we noticed. And I noticed right away, we're like, oh my God, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> is that Hillary Duff? Oh my God, Hillary Duff's in the video. I fucking
2: forgot Hillary Duff's in the video.
0: And I'm like, okay, that is definitely Hillary Duff. That's what we call a pro gamer move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking music I video. Mitchell,
0: Mitchell, you are a fucking.
1: some indie punk band that just like hey by the way hd can you uh fucking hook it up and she's like yeah i got you bro boom and then it's just like low-key nobody knows
0: Literally, and you know, as as you know, just the refrain of the song is like, I want to buy you candy hearts from CVS. And I'm like, this is oh, this is got to be yeah. OK. This is this is a cash grab. This is a total cash grab of a song. You know, this could be like, you know, as, as, like like a Macklemore talking about the thrift store. This could be like. Right. Um, You know what I mean? And just like I was like, eh, OK, you know, this is uh, this is refreshing, though, because the beat was good. The melody was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking at now. I know who we're talking. But about. now this is but this is where we get to our cold case files. And this okay. is no longer a cold case. The lead singer of this band is married to Hilary Duff. Wait, no <laughs> Deadass. I just I just came upon it. The bomb yeah. has been dropped. My
2: life is just coming full fucking circle because Hilary Duff was my very like my first, very favorite artist like that was the first we're gonna say
1: crush and i'd be like same also
2: same yeah
1: literally no i totally
2: had a crush on her i also had a crush simultaneously on aaron carter and then they started dating and then they broke up and i was devastated back
1: in the day right oh my gosh green lit the remake for hillary duff and then she was like so OG. she's like no it needs to be for like adults and then i was like let's move this shit to hulu
2: Word, yeah, yeah dude, Liz- like for Lizzie McGuire, yeah, like the the Lizzie
1: McGuire Hillary Duff adult reboot, and then wait, the, is it a thing already? It was greenlit by Disney, but then she. I would like, have been down for that, dude. I don't mm. know what's going on, but she was like really hard pressed. Like it, it can't be on Disney because it needs to be like for adults now. Because like that's who I am. Because I
0: like, want to see that cartoon Lizzie like throw up on her shoes. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs>
1: dude, the first, wow. is, what is it called? Emoji. The first no, was the thing with the I'm the, the an emoji of yourself. What is that
0: called? The Bitmoji. Oh, Shit.
2: The
1: Bitmoji. Lizzie McGuire
0: had the first Bitmoji yeah, ever.
2: Yeah, she did. Oh,
0: gee.
2: Sna- Holy,
0: yeah. what did we just, oh my gosh. Yeah,
2: Mitchell. Snapchat jacked the Bitmoji. Ah, yeah, from Hillary, Hillary Duff. Duff,
1: straight up. Holy. Sitting on this bit of information. Un- <laughs> repressed, repressed knowledge. It's Everyone else calls
0: conspiracy on it. but I know the truth
1: she did it first.
2: Here at the March and Mitch show, we bring you the truth. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Hill.
0: Freaking literally, so you know, if you're James, the lead singer for freaking Winneka Bowling, like your life is pretty freaking good when you're you're married to freaking Lazy McGuire, you know, dude, like, shit's probably chill, dude, and you know, and you got her, in, and, and like, just hanging out in the CBS video, and then do we also remember who was in this video? Uh, by... I
2: don't. I, I was pretty, pretty uh, toasted when we toasted. went ahead and watched that.
0: Yeah. baked F- sputtered in bread. Frosty. Frosty, we're talking about Super Bad a moment ago, right? So, Mm. so y'all watched Super Bad the other night? Is that was that watched last night? And we were dying. Yes. So the kid that plays McLovin
2: No way. Oh, he was in the, that. He's a grown ass man. He's a He's grown ass man.
0: I am McLovin. He's he's like he was he was like a he's he's like massaging people for some reason cuz that's what happens oh, when you go to yeah, CVS is yeah. like it's like a, a guy will massage you for for entry level fee. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mike.
2: if you don't have a membership, you have to give somebody a massage.
1: We were we were dying we were dying so hard last night. He's like, Either you're some kid with a fake ID or you're Mick Lovin, the twenty-five year old
0: Oregon donor from Hawaii. literally dude and it was just it was a pretty entertaining video but i actually went and listened to to some of their other songs and um the bass player for this band actually has a phenomenal fucking voice and they're a very good singer and some of these songs have actually been very confessional some of these songs are very indie pop which is kind of their calling card but some of these are very like southern california americana and like that's a different kind of vibe you don't get like like you get you get you get gangs from the midwest and you can tell okay this band is from the midwest yeah then you get bands like the wonder years like okay you can tell they're from philadelphia more. But this this band is definitely like it reminds me of like yeah, like LA County, uh, fucking mm-hmm. you know, the San Fernando Valley and stuff. And it just it, I like I like having these indie rock bands, they kind of remind me like I could feel like this. Uh, Celine, would you say this band would go on tour with like early eyes? Probably could you see that them going? I could totally yeah, see yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I bet you they'd have like a great tour or together, snail mail. yeah, 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 yeah. And they're actually they were supposed to play somewhere in Portland on September sixteenth at the Holocene, which is my favorite nightclub because I would go to Emo Night all the time and get blasted. <laughs> and then you know just oh my god, it's like church. I love Emo Night Portland. Go to Emo Night Portland if you live in in, in Multnomah County, please and thank you.
1: This is where I'm sitting here like a deer in the headlights, and I'm just like, I like Godira. <laughs> uh, i'm so sorry i just i just don't i'm just not prepared this is why i love this segment is because i always get to find out these new bands and then i have to go and find the clip and we played the clip and and it's uh it's wonderful it's great it's got i get to learn but like for so much of it it's just there's so much information i just well, i love
2: i i actually love our, our dynamic like that though because all of our topics basically like there's like two of us who know yeah. it pretty well <laughs> And then one person who's like, interesting, I'm absorbing this. Yeah. Yeah. And we just like rotate who's who's got the knowledge versus who's the "Hmm," interesting person.
0: Exactly. Like when y'all
2: talk about nostalgia trip, like I still don't know who Bam Margera is.
0: (laughs) So to put it in simple terms for, for the for the fans for the fans and listeners to put it in Mitchell's terms like like this segment sometimes it's kind of like me if it's a skateboard like me and Celine are the trucks and the wheels and like we're kind of just holding up Mitchell's belly which is the deck of the skateboard <laughs> as we as we careen down this street in crazy fashion. Uh, without further ado, I guess the song of the week for the artist of the week Winneka Bowling League, which is actually inspired by uh, the lead singer's brother's actual bowling team in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, we're gonna have you listen to CVS coming at you from Winneka Bowling. League and thank you for listening to the March Mitch Show featuring Selena. Here it goes. Yeah, hey,
1: Good about it. So, uh, who was that?
2: That uh, was Winnetka Bowling League.
0: Winnetka Bowling League
1: is. With their song CVS. CVS, uh, featuring the music video uh, Hollywood hit star, co host married uh, Hillary Duff. Who we all had crushes on mm-hmm. growing up, and uh, not gonna lie, Miranda was pretty fired too. Hey. Yeah,
0: <laughs> was, I mean, if you,
1: if you prefer a little more spice, like Miranda was spicy AF. She was sassy. Yeah, she
0: was sassy. Like she kept that. Like she kept that shit real. Hey, that's like watching the OC growing up. It's yeah, like, ah. <laughs> Mitch was like, oh, not gonna lie, she... like Miranda was kind of my flavor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, can't imagine how that's played same out. actually. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Miranda I, looked kind of like DTF. I'm not gonna like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. They were like underage. I well, was let's under, walk that bad. Yeah. I, I would've, we would have been in those Myspace teams. Yeah. We, I mean, I was what? Like, I mean,
2: it was okay for you at the time. To
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not, I haven't been like secretly re watching Lizzie McGuire <laughs> on Disney Plus. No, seriously, I haven't. Like I, like I watched epi- I watched episode like one and I was like, This is so fucking nineties. I I don't. I do
2: kinda want to watch some more now. I haven't seen it in eighties. Yeah. Probably. After
1: one episode I was like, this is cute when I was twelve, but like, you know, whatever. Moving on.
2: Oh so. gosh, I just had like a random flashback of you know uh Disney Channel that like like this is so and so and you're watching Disney Channel and you draw like a heart with a wand. I just had a
1: back when green screens were hands flashback. Yeah.
2: Doo, doo, yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyways yeah thanks for listening that was our clip of the week music artist of the week uh, yeah one it's, of
2: my favorite songs in a minute i love that song
1: it's a bop it's a bop and
2: no. and just as a heads up to
1: everyone, like definitely, like we are we are currently in quarantine. Try saying that ten times fast. <laughs> uh, currently in quarantine, so like we're definitely just picking music that we love and listening to our music. You know that you may not know, so we're trying to bring you a variety, flavor. Mm-hmm. You know which Skittles out of the bag do you get? Is it red? Is it orange? Uh, fun fact: all the flavors are the same, but I was your mind, just yeah, but your mind fucked. anyways. they but, put
2: scent on them. So yeah. the, the shell. Has what? The scent. Yeah, exactly. What? So you smell the lemon. The
1: more you know. Uh, I was today years old. <laughs> yeah. So oh, sh- but yeah, the idea is that we bring in music Dear that God. you don't know and, and 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 intentionally the the whole segment was originally built around uh bringing live uh local artists and and we plan on doing that. We've got a, like a lineup currently uh, already like signed on. We got Loja, which is basically a Prague metal rock band and they shreds. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, Loja. And we'll probably have Matt on the show. Who's the bassist slash like Mm -hmm. one of the original, original, I guess they're all original. But you know, Matt's a good friend of mine. I grew up with Matt. And he's one of my favorite people on the planet. So Loja, we we look forward to having to you once quarantine says we can. But until then, we're just going to continue bopping. And, you know, Bopping. Hey, what's, what's another word for bopping? Bopping, slapping, boppin slapping. Yeah, sla- and dropping it like it's hot. Yeah, slapping music that you may not have heard of until we can get uh, our local guys. You know, looking forward to having Zodion. And Literally. And but, but yeah, for now, <laughs> uh, that's that's what we got, and it's some good stuff, and I love learning about it. So, I uh, appreciate you guys bringing us this awesome music. So, with that said, we uh, we transition into the segment you're all waiting for: the piece the uh, pista de la z- resistance as some would say the uh the heart the the gullet the most uh factually you call me the gullet more that's
2: sexy <laughs> the uh the oh, most okay. factually
1: checked and least uh, arbitrary opinionated because this is all straight fact we bring you uh celine segment which we still haven't named but basically we just call it like cr- Current events. current events we bring you the current events so Let's uh let's roll the new intro music and let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get started.
2: Definitely. Uh, so a lot has been going on in the country lately and while we want to make sure that our podcast isn't like a downer to listen to, we don't want it to be too serious. There's tons of news podcasts out there, but we do want to make sure we're talk- touching on the, the real issues. Um, and something that Mitchell actually pointed out as a really worthy topic and that I was really excited to, uh, research and learn more about. and bring Hashtag you guys producer today. skills. Ooh. Hell yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> So we're gonna talk about incarceral disenfranchisement, which are some big words meaning that <laughs> if you get a felony, depending on what state you're in, you may never be able to vote again.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. I thought I thought we are going with like you're you're in jail forever. Like you're not oh shit. <laughs> okay. It could be. It may that not went, be. That went way over my head. Enlighten no. me though. I want to hear more
2: about yeah, this Yeah, yeah. So let's uh let's break down just a couple quick, you know, overall stats. Like first of all, what 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 is incarceral disenfranchisement? Um, So, incarceral incarceration, obviously, and disenfranchisement is when you lose the right uh, or ability to vote. Mm -hmm. So, disenfranchisement applies to situations where um, they make it so that uh, certain populations aren't able to get to the polls. Um, Historically, it involves things like poll taxes, literacy tests that basically are designed to make it so that certain people can't vote.
0: This is, how long has this been going on for? Like For like a long ass time?
2: A long oh, ass time. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, actually. Okay. Um, this is the, and we can, we, I, I was going to do ooh, history after okay. some of the, the basic facts, but we can go ahead and do some history do, real do y- quick here. Do y- do y- the things, things do. they
1: don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs>
2: this this practice of, and there's a, you know, just so that we make sure we're on the same page here, there's a kind of a spectrum of disenfranchisement. So there's two states in the U.S. where there's no disenfranchisement whatsoever. So people who have committed felonies can vote while they're in prison. Good for them. I agree. Yeah. So that's going to be Vermont and Maine.
1: Good for them. Good for you guys. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I was not surprised to see that Vermont was one of those because consistently one of the most progressive states. Um,
1: Human rights matter, man. Gotta rip Bernie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Before he dies, Maybe. Could we get him in Rip office? Let
0: like my name burn in sanders. Right?
2: Eh-ha! Uh, so uh, yeah, so there's two states where no disenfranchisement. Uh, there's a lot of states like Oregon where you can't vote while you're actually physically in a prison. Right. But as soon as you get out, whether it's because you've totally served your time or because you're on parole or probation, as soon as you're physically out of prison mm. and back in your community you can resume voting. Uh Um, Now, there's a lot of states, uh, 11, so like over a fifth of the states. Right. um, Where there are certain uh, crimes that you can commit where you can never get your right to vote back. Oh, sure. And this is all rooted very historically in the idea that the ruling wealthy classes don't want poor people to have access to the vote. I believe you. So, when we were colonies, um, the only things that you could do to make it so that you could never vote again were voting-based crimes. So, like, if you did some type of crime that tampered with an election... um, You lose your right to vote. Um, Yeah, then you lose your right to vote. fair. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable to me. Like, if you... Yeah, Yeah. that that seems like a reasonable consequence. Yeah. Now, we started expanding this to things like, uh, you know, if you've committed murder in certain states then you can never vote again we started that directly after the revolutionary war once we started um doing away with the property test to be able to vote so after so like prior to the revolutionary war mm-hmm. you had to be a landowning white male like you had to prove that you had property what year was this uh 1770 like leading up to 1776 i feel
0: like i remember this in history yeah. class yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah.
2: Basically, we made it so like after the revolution, we were like, "Hey, even if you don't own land, yeah, go ahead and fucking vote, like, right. hey, you know, you're you're a white dude, fucking <laughs> vote. Your your opinion matters." Um, <laughs> and at and that that's same when time, problems
1: began. That's
2: when we started saying, also, if you've committed certain types of crimes, you can't vote. It's a direct response to poor people, yep. getting the ability to vote, right. Um, now, this really amped up after the 15th Amendment, which is the amendment that, um, that said you can't discriminate against people's ability to vote based on color. Okay. Um, so, basically. So, they
1: found loopholes around it.
2: Right. So, the moment that they were like, oh, it's no longer constitutionally allowed for you to explicitly say black people can't vote. Yeah. That's the moment where states like, um, like when, Mississippi and Alabama yeah. were some of the worst perpetrators. Um,
1: so, Congress is like, well, how can we stop
0: this?
2: right so these states were like okay so what crimes do we notice that our african-american uh citizens tend to commit at a higher rate than whites and even the like thinking of how they decided this had some horrifyingly racist um things going on obviously um like one thing from alabama
0: yeah i forgot they exist sometimes oh my god for good reasons. <laughs> um,
2: Alabama had the most, I think, heinous examples. So uh, in Alabama, when they were writing these laws during Reconstruction, so after the Civil War, mm. uh, the one of the lawmakers in Alabama said that uh, black men are much more likely to beat their wives, mm. whereas white men, maybe sometimes they beat their wives, but like usually if they beat their wives, they just kill them. So in yeah. Alabama... You would lose the right to vote permanently if you were incarcerated for wife beating, but not if if you beat your wife to death.
1: Oh my lord!
2: Yes. So. Alabama logic, everyone. This is (laughs) Alabama logic, everyone.
1: Alabama logic.
2: Um. Yeah. So it's It's
1: basically what the entire U.S. is running on right now. Right.
2: Seriously. Shit. So yeah. So it's it's always been about wealthy elites.
1: Thank you for saying that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. This has always been about wealthy elites Wealth maintaining power
1: over anything. Yeah.
2: It's just that then once black people gained the right to vote, yeah, they basically, yeah, you know that that fed into well now the wealthy elites have an additional subclass that they've got to exclude. Yeah, and
1: and it's not exclusive. It just happens to be a majority of uh, certain type of people. But like ultimately, it's like if you're poor, fuck you.
2: Exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's completely it's completely racism has a, an really extremely is, yeah. potent yeah. bent in all of this. Yeah. But the crux of the issue is
1: wealth inequality. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of thing. I think that's overlooked. I think currently the big focus is on 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 the current uh, injustices happening which is totally reasonable. Like, I think that's the first thing to acknowledge. But I, I think that if you, you know, we're, we're as a society, we're really keen on acknowledging like though, this is happening right now. And like, and then as soon as something becomes media uh, polarized or popularized, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just like happen to be like, yeah, this like support this. This is what we need to support. But I think a lot of people lack the, you know, big picture function and not everyone, but I think just like a majority of people lack that of like, well, how did we, get here right like we just we kind of stop at we stop at the first indiscretion and say like focus on this thing and it's like if you step back and go back a hundred years like this happened for a reason and these these people uh regardless of who you are are put in this place specifically for like external influences that have been going on Mm -hmm. for a much longer time than anyone realizes
2: yeah but let's let's do be clear that yes this is a very, very racialized issue. Yes. Um, while obviously... I was, not, disagree- yeah, I was Right, I, and I yeah. recognize you're not saying this isn't a racial thing. No,
1: no, no, no. Yeah,
2: no, that, I, I definitely, definitely hear you. definitely is. Um, but we... You know, one thing that's... The, the stats on this are just so fucking depressing. Um, so... Black Americans lose the right to vote four times more than non black Americans.
1: Coincidence? Whoa, right? that's I, right. I think not. Um,
2: one in 13 African Americans are disenfranchised. They cannot vote currently. right now. Currently.
1: Currently. Currently. Mm-hmm. This is 2020. Currently mm-hmm. one in four disenfranchised.
2: Where? uh One in 13.
1: One in 13. Thank you. One yeah. in 13. Big dif-
2: yeah. Still horrifying, but different. Um, Yeah. So, but here's the thing is in five states, like the five worst states, one in five African Americans cannot vote.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Just do the math on the population. As right opposed there. to yeah. one
2: in 56 non-black Americans.
0: There's a lot of institutionalized racism in America. It's gross. I hate the it's prison gross. system. It's gross. I absolutely loathing. It's loathe the it.
2: worst. It's the fucking worst. Um, I I hate everything about it.
1: Yeah. Um, it does nothing to reform. It just literally like puts people in uh, uh, basically like glorified slave camps. Mm-hmm. You know, they can get paid oh, yeah. cents That's on the, yeah cents on the dollar. They get used for cheap manual labor to produce things like license plates and stuff.
2: Everyone should read the new Jim Crow. Seriously, yeah. this is why I hyped Michelle Alexander at the beginning of this. Isn't
1: Check out the audi- audio book. Uh, what is it?
2: The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander.
1: And you want a free? Th- you want? You want to know what we're talking about more in depth? Use the Audible trial. Uh, audio tri- Audible trial forward slash Audible dot com forward slash March. If you want to listen audible. to this, yeah. <laughs> if you want to listen to this book, I know I'm going to.
2: And so, writing the notes for this, my debater really came out because I was like, basically, I was like, claim warrant impact, like, yeah. What do I what am I saying is happening? What's the evidence that it's happening? And why do we fucking care? Yeah,
1: this is why um, we don't go up against you during the show. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't don't try to tell me that disenfranchisement serves a purpose right now. No, no, no.
1: We're here to learn. We're, we're here to learn not to argue.
2: Um So I wanna just do a quick rundown of the main effects that I've noticed of this. Um obviously, like first and foremost, we really tout ourselves as you know, as Americans, we tout ourselves as being this bastion of democracy and civil liberty. And that's simply not the case. 6.1 million Americans at this moment right now cannot vote. I was going to
1: say, and just to clarify for you, I think that the, like the, on on the, the me and Alex level, it's like, realize that this problem is real and this problem affects everything. This is one of those like deep stem root problems in Mm -hmm. society that, Almost nobody knows about. Like right. I didn't know about it. And do you want to I- know
2: how much it fucking affects all of us?
1: I sure do. Will you tell me?
2: A study found that seven presidential elections between 1970 and 1998, plus the 2000 Bush Gore election, mm-hmm. where they did the recount in Florida.
1: Right, the recount. I remember. So
2: eight elections at least have been directly influenced by. The fact that incarcerated individuals and some formerly incarcerated individuals can't vote Mm -hmm. specifically for bush gore that study found that had only floridian inmates been able to vote yeah whoa you know don't change anything in the rest of the country except for in florida inmates can vote that would have changed the election we would have had gore for president because
0: it's a swing state like it's a really big place
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alex, Alex, this is like making you, I see your faces so uncomfortable. Like, God, this is too much
0: reality for no, me. It, it, just, right. it just feels like you're trapped in like a really shitty roller coaster and like you want to <laughs> get out and then they're just like, nope, sorry, kid. This is why I just... This like is why I just, just want to get off the
1: is roller coaster. This a good topic, yeah. Well, it's a good
0: topic, but like on yeah, a personal level. It's great level. information. No, it's, just, it's great information. This is the sort
1: of thing I've been struggling with since I was 18 and just like continuing to live hurt sometimes because yes. you stumble... across I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing about this, but this is not the first time i found something in my life that just is so embedded into society and I'm like this is just so blatantly wrong mm-hmm. but there's I just know there's nothing that can be done about it at this point in time like maybe there can be but like currently oh, I hate right. that but feeling of powerlessness yes yeah, unfortunately
2: the supreme court said that individual states get to decide on policies like these
1: uh separation but that uh, means separate and divide us that's what they do
2: that does mean that we can influence in our own state
1: ah the like solution.
2: Oregon we could push for Oregonian Inmates to be able to vote while in prison. That's how something do we do we that. Can push for. How do we do uh, that? Though? We it takes a lot of work. We we write our representatives, we call them, we ask why they aren't pushing for things like this. Um, but mainly we we notify people about this because I have So people a couple first more step things. one.
1: Step one is people need to know that this is an yes. issue. AKA why we're bringing it to you on the show. Step two right uh actionable items that mm-hmm. can be implemented, uh, which would be what you just suggested. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that we need a platform for that. And then.
2: I I agree. I really quickly want to go through my next two, because I've got two yes. more impacts here. I'm not that trying I want to, to stop sure. you. I'm just yeah. trying to
1: clarify for the listeners, because there's a yeah. lot
2: of information all at once. Fair enough, and I apologize. There's a lot of information on the subject. but one. So if you're still listening to this, and you're like, okay, well, you know, I agree that democracy is important, but these people have violated basic rules of, of democracy, so <laughs> why why should they be able to vote? Um, and the answer to that is that civic engagement leads to lower recidivism rates and recidivism mm. is where once you've been incarcerated yeah. once,
1: cause you're still a human now. Yeah.
2: Do you commit a crime and go back to prison or do you, you know, get on the straight and narrow? So, That's 27, percent non-voters so twenty-seven percent of non voters recidivize. So 27% of people who have gone to jail. Yeah. Or prison and then come back out and they don't have the ability to vote. 27% do recidivize. They go back to prison. So
1: what else do you have?
2: Exactly. You're not engaged in your community. Um, You can't make choices that impact your daily life. And now compare that 27% that were rearrested to 12% of former inmates who are able to vote and did vote that recidivized. Yeah.
1: Because I've seen the inside, and they're like, "Hey, I don't. Mm-hmm. I nobody. This is th- this is wrong. Nobody should have to go through it like this. Like I understand that I did wrong, but the system itself yeah. is completely corrupt."
2: Yeah. So if, if you're thinking, "Well, why does this benefit me if criminals get to make make choices on the elec- on, on elections?" Yeah. It benefits you because your community is literally safer. And then you know, stepping outside yourself, keep in mind that one major thing that people vote on is politicians and how tough on crime they are Mm -hmm. and so we are basically saying yeah the prison system is going to directly affect you but you don't get a goddamn say in it so it's better for communities it's better for democracy it's better for you personally because your community is safer it's better for prisoners and former inmates because they get to make a choice and do something in their lives
1: because they've experienced something that you have not and they've seen what their actions, like the, you know what I mean, the repercussions for their actions are, and they're willing to step up. You know, uh, it sounds like more than half the people are willing to step up and say, "Hey, like these are the things that are wrong," and yeah. now I want to be a part of the community.
2: And when I volunteered at Oregon State Penitentiary, a lot of the guys that I talked to in the the, the debate team in the Toastmasters Club talked about how even though they couldn't vote right now, they were still trying really hard to stay you know, as as abreast of current politics as they could, because when they got out, they wanted (laughs) to thank you when they uh, when they get out, they want to be able to to vote and be engaged like these are guys who have very little access to information as it is and they can't vote right now. Even so, they're planning for like 10, 15 years down the line when again, they get to vote. Yep. So that's uh, that's that's my bit. That's.
1: We need to make so that people can continue to vote. And we'll probably bring this back up because I feel strongly about this. And as the the producer of this show, I feel like topics like this need to be revisited because right now we're just bringing light to it. And I know just talking about something is not good enough. You have to... um, Create mm-hmm. a platform, and then you have to create again actionable items that can be implemented on. And I
2: like your point that we need to make act- actionable items and have those available for people. I'll yeah, I'll I'll do a, a, a part B.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll look into it and we'll see. There there could be organizations already trying to do this, and so and there
2: certainly are. Like yeah. I, I mean, that's where I got a lot of my facts from, and I feel like an asshole for not. Uh,
1: no, again, like kind it's it's it's, a, it's such a big topic that I think that just episode whatever we're on right now just bring light to it and then moving forward again. This is our most uh, educational slash informative part, and that's what like this is why I love the show because that's what we do. We talk about fun things and then we talk about real things and then we talk about more fun things. Then we talk about beer. You know, is, like that's yeah. the formula. It that's, is a the, good time. that's what it's, we do.
0: It really is a good time. We used to be really cavalier with the formula, but having this uh, having this segment, especially you know, and hearing just. Uh, the different different information we get, different perspectives we get that like I wouldn't even have ever thought about. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just really good because it's it's informative, it's educational, but it's also most importantly, we're we're getting info out there. And like I'm really thankful for you, Celine. And also, props to you. How fucking the fucking the level of balls being in that fucking prison with the with the, with the Toast Club and stuff like that. How crazy they must have been. Like I can't even imagine. Like shit. That's that's like it
2: was. And when I say, you know, oh, I volunteered to prison. Is that that what the gang is called? The Toastmasters? Yeah, the Toastmasters Club, um, which actually, if anybody out there is interested in public speaking, Toastmasters is an awesome way to get your public speaking chops up. Um, The Oregon State Penitentiary has a club that also hosts debate tournaments. So They partner with uh, local universities and host debate tournaments within the prison. Yeah, that's killer. Wow. I got to coach debate in prison. One of the coolest goddamn experiences of my life.
1: Yeah, this is why I prefer podcasts because when I talk, no one can disagree with me except for you two. There's a
2: punk,
0: there's a punk rock band name in there somewhere. I used to teach debate in prison. That should be like the first song prison on debate the album. Club? Yeah, that should be the first song on the album. <laughs> I used to teach debate at prison.
1: Anyways, uh, with that said, we're going to wrap up the mm-hmm. segment. Uh, and Thank then, you guys
2: for letting me share that. No, I, was, that again, I was really excited to this I think, this I think this we're week.
1: really getting our niche. We're getting our niche here again. Like, you know, we, we do the lighthearted thing. And then for anyone who's uh, got that Then I just
2: depress everybody really No, quick. no,
1: no, no. It's like, listen, like we, we, we- Basically, it's like the old bait and switch. We lure you in with some mm-hmm. fun-ass music. And it's like, oh, this is catchy. And it's like, real world today brought to you by depression. And we right. bring you the real, the realest of the real. And you got to live
0: in the moment sometimes. Sometimes. yeah you, you, you just gotta live in the moment it's sometimes, super fun yeah. i
1: think it's important i think that uh, if i were a listener not a part <laughs> of the show like i think i would love it because like it's like okay cool like i i get a chill out and i get to hear something i don't know and it's like just like lighthearted light-hearted fun and then like You know, I'm kind of like in a calm state of mind. So like the information that you provide is like, I'm not stressed out. You know what I mean? It's not like it just ramps up. It's like, okay, cool. I got to fight. I love this. I'm going to check out this new band. And then it's like, okay, but now I'm ready. I'm clear headed. I'm calm. Like, tell me something I don't know. And you know what I mean? And then you can absorb the information and not freak out about it and be like, I disagree with that. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I, you know, maybe I should look into that myself. And I think. Yeah, we've
2: got a very, uh, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. (laughs) out
1: here. Yeah. And then and then once we're done with that, you know, we'll fade in the music, the uh, the Godzilla music or whatever, and, and then we bring you know another spoonful of sugar. So it's like we you know it's digestible.
0: This is the March and Mitch show with Celine Stanispawn. Thank you everyone for joining us. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: That's our, you know, that's our cue.
0: Because we're coming back into it. Hey, we're right back at it again. I see. Must like Godzilla. Circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are.
1: And that's from the popular early 2000s movie Pokemon, the first movie, the most woke cartoon animation uh, that I saw in theaters growing up. It was so woke. That quote alone could destroy the internet today.
0: Freaking literally, we're talking about this is a Japanese anime formatted for American audiences, and it created the greatest, most important franchise in Nintendo history. And not only was it popular in 1998, it's year 2020, and Pokemon <laughs> is still a freaking nonstop freaking just steamroller of a franchise it is video games, toys, card game. Oh
1: my Never goodness. stopped. I mean, it may yeah. have faltered,
0: but it never
1: stopped. Pokemon I mean.
2: was the first game I ever played. And it's the most recent game I've finished.
0: Literally Pikachu threw a brick on the gas pedal. and was like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> Pika pika pika, pika
2: pika pika bitch
0: so
1: <laughs> this week's nostalgia trip is pokemon the first movie because it's one of those movies that growing up as a child uh i definitely saw in theaters uh and my mom went with me and i remember that she wore a uh one of those like mom trench coats it was uh manila like vanilla covered and like we walked in and they gave me like a Mewtwo like holographic ah, card ah, yeah. we waited in line was and was crazy you liked, like like i don't give my mom enough credit like I really don't like my mom's uh was a great mom for sure and uh no she she did good she took care of me I can she, just
2: picture a little little tiny Mitchell yeah so excited to get his Mewtwo yeah. hall oh after. straight up
1: uh yeah like 12 year old 13 year old like maybe even younger it might have been like nine year old I don't remember like the year oh, it was out man, but man. yeah like straight up like mom went with me made sure I got to see this movie I remember waiting in the theater in the hallway. And, and we went and saw this movie that's that, so sweet. that, you, like that mom, she knew
2: nothing about you know that's and like she this. took you to the premiere it sounds like i I don't or... remember if
1: it was a premiere or not <laughs> i remember waiting in line I don't think it matters yeah, like, yeah, is the theater yeah. is the theater still around oh fuck yeah it was uh, it was the regal theater it was the one on Lancaster before oh, they remodeled oh, it what yeah, dead be- ass? Yeah, before oh, they remodeled gee, it yeah okay. dead ass what oh, Lancaster okay. movie theater shout out yeah straight up you know uh-huh. so yeah and then uh you know it I, it was probably like 10 years before I even realized that this quote that mewtwo throws out it's just, it's basic humanity mm-hmm. Life is what it's like you make it like one of the
2: realest lines yeah
1: like can yeah like through it so the whole premise of the movie you know ash is on his uh, pokemon quest they introduced some 151 plus pokemon in this movie it's the first that we ever got to see it was super exciting it was like you got to see that elephant pokemon i forget his name you got fucking to see, den spears yeah dun spears don Fan. yeah don fan you got to see uh merrill the basically water pikachu pokemon mm. peekaboo uh
2: yeah
1: peekaboo <laughs> yeah peekaboo dude yeah, so they, they like they like were ramping up to the the uh, the Johto. Was yes. it? it was yeah, jo- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're was, ramping uh, gen, up to the Gen G- two. Yeah, 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 Gen two. were oh, really getting yeah, ready for shit. it. And so they teased you with these like fucking secret Pokemon that were only in the movie. Uh, and then you know Ash is on his adventure with the OGs Brock and Misty, and this. Oh, I had such
2: a crush on Misty.
1: Yeah, you would. Stop it. Me too. But seriously, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the whole... Situ- I was like
2: seven and I was like, like people are like, why are you so into Misty? And I'm like, I don't know. I just think she's neat. Yeah. Turns out, gay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, gay on both sides of the coin. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's be like ca- careful a- what you don't... Don't YouTube any of this because you got to be careful what you search for around these terms now huh? because there's... nah. No! <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Um, this is uh, well said. Uh, but seriously, the uh, the idea behind the whole show, uh, it's that standard classic, you know, young hero uh, ch- achieving his dreams, an 11-year-old that never ages, uh, 22 years in the making, the man hasn't aged a day. Uh, he's got his best friend, Pikachu, who was an ornery little rodent with electricity, and he finds himself on the journey to be a Pokemon master. Pokemon?
2: Yeah. My favorite thing about Pokemon is just that Ash is, like, 11 <laughs>
1: Continually and, 11, yeah. Yeah,
2: well, continually 11, but also just that, like, he's like, all right, mom, I've got my backpack. And this one rat that (laughs) can uh, shoot electricity.
1: This electric rat that will power everything. I don't have any life skills. I know I'm
2: literally 11, but I'm leaving and I'm going to go backpack across all of the region.
1: I think we'd have a much more civil society if we just made that a thing. Right? I think people would be a lot more considerate of each other if they had to go backpack at 11 years old. Yeah, like
2: if you (laughs) turned 11 and your mom was like, why are you still here? Like, don't you have a backpack to fill? Yeah. And like, you're just
1: (laughs) relying on the kindness of strangers being like, I can't not literally feed myself please feed me and my electric rat <laughs> and people just being like yeah come in with us young little boy and you know hopefully things go accordingly and not into a dark place or you place. make
2: your electric rat beat up somebody else's yeah yeah basically animal. he's your
1: he's and then, your then they insurance. have
2: to give you money apparently yeah
1: he's your the wife of a Pokemon <laughs> trainer yeah uh, Pokemon is just fight club for children
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: literally we were, we were we was, which we were. makes
2: it extra funny that that's the only game I was allowed to play when I was a kid yeah. because it was the non-violent one <laughs>
0: (laughs) Seriously, like they don't actually die. They just get KO'd. They're
2: KO'd. They're going to sleep. They just fainted. Yeah. They're going to sleep.
0: I was joking with, with the co-hosts as we were going to launch at the river. You know, there was like a gang of people. They all had like their motors, not motorcycles, their bicycles. And like, yeah. like, okay, look, if their bicycle gets too close to our group, our Pokemon have to fight their Pokemon. <laughs> so be careful. Guys. Yeah. Don't bump into strangers. <laughs> these, proxy, these proxy battles. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone, yeah, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact with the strangers. Oh, shit boss. Yeah. It, it is crazy how much of, now Pokemon has become such a cultural engine now. And like everything is just been just it's been steamrolling ever since you know and crazy we have video games we have uh, animation you know mm. comic books accessories the merchandise new show,
1: the new show is great actually i mean it's a it's a new it's a new twist on the old original show uh pokemon journeys like an. where can i watch it dude netflix original oh it's shit pokemon originals uh no pokemon journeys it's a netflix original they've got they've got ash basically starting from square one and oh, they shit. introduced a new what do they call that uh side character who's like main to the story
2: Um, side character
1: Okay, I was gonna say he's like he's not an antagonist, so he's like a protagonist to the protagonist because he's like he's the foil. So he's the foil. There's gotta
2: be a word for that. I don't know what it Uh, is. But yeah, so they got this
1: new character. Not all. And yeah, so Ash is still rival. Yeah, Ash. He's not even a rival. It's really (laughs) Really? weird. So they like divided like Ash's objective into like two people, and they're like, all right, Ash is gonna be a Pokemon master, and then like this other guy's like, I'm gonna be catch the fuck
0: all of them. And so you heard it here first. We have a new character archetype for Shakespearean writing. No, (laughs) it's so. Weird too. Brand new, never been. Dude, the
1: the second character they introduce in the Netflix original, like from day one, like Ash, you know, like the ho-o thing, he sees ho-o fly over. Oh shit, like all yeah, yeah. that happens
2: in the first episode. Yeah,
1: all of that stuff is the same, but there's a side character who's just obsessed with catching all 151 Pokemon. He's
2: the Pokedex guy. Yeah.
1: And so Ash is sitting there, like, watch this guy, and they really layered it to Pokemon Go or Pokemon Sword and Shield. And it's just like the guy just will like throw Pokeballs at Pokemon and he'll just like toss them into. Until he catches it. And he's like,
0: ah, blah,
1: blah, blah. Just Pokeball after Pokeball. And he's like, get in my Pokeball. That's a
0: completionist right there. Dude, it's ladies so and gentlemen. funny.
1: And, and like Ash is sitting there being like, I'm going to be a Pokemon master and just lets him catch all the fucking Pokemon. He's just like, I'll get there eventually. Right, Pikachu? It's, he doesn't catch a goddamn thing. He's Peek-a-peek. like, yeah, he's just straight happy having
0: Pikachu and he's like, I'll catch one eventually and this other guy is just OCD. And that brings a good point to where it kind of comes in, you know, kind of like with, with, with YouTube. Uh, and then just the most woke fucking quote ever, like us children do not deserve that quote or just that that whole stanza of just yeah. lions and bars from a freaking 2001 children's movie, you know, you know whether it's Japanese anime or not. It was before that because Pokemon. Was it 98? It, it was
1: like 98 or 99. No. no, because the sequel Pokemon the movie 2000. Oh, sh-
0: yeah, you're right. I'm a goofy.
1: Mm-hmm. I apologize. It's straight <laughs> 90s nostalgia. So yeah, the original with Mewtwo, Mewtwo strikes back. Yeah, it was like 98 and they came out with the sequel, which is also as good but did not have that same
0: heartbeat drop where is just like it's not the life you were given, it's what you do with it. Exactly. And that is so synonymous with just like it could it's like I said earlier, it's like life's what you fucking make it. Yeah. Those you make it. Like Mewtwo <laughs> is like, "Okay, maybe I'm like I'm created in a lab I'm the perfect Pokémon, but like Yeah. Me, like maybe it's not always about like the ending maybe it's about the journey sometimes like I don't know like that's kind of like where my headspace goes at uh Celine, where where does where does that take you in your headspace and I want to hear the same from Mitchell too
2: gosh well honestly I I haven't seen it since Get get out no I haven't seen it since I was little little um,
1: That's right. You're like much younger. I'm the I oldest motherfucker on the podcast. I, was three I forget when that came that sometimes. out. Yeah. So I
2: saw it a couple years later. I definitely remember Pokemon 2000 because then so I was like old. actually old enough to be a, a person. But I'm getting so old.
1: <laughs> it's- you literally weren't even cognitive when this movie came out. I'm sitting there watching it in theaters. Yeah, like mom. I was still
2: figuring out object permanence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All these squares make a circle. Right. <laughs>
0: you're, you're, who's not fully autonomous yet? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Alex can back me up though. You were only like a year behind me, so like we're like this. You know, we basically live the same life, minus Oh three.
0: totally. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And regardless of, of of Pokemon experience or life experience or, or age, just just but like like, wh- like how do you feel about that though? Like just like the Whole yeah. like like life is life, what you fucking make. Life it. is what you make it's it. It's not about yes. it's not about what you're given. It's what you do.
1: No, I love it. Like, you like to see homo. What's your thinking? takeaway? Yeah,
0: I, I, mean, I mean, shout like, out to Joe Dirt. Okay, anyways. Respect, respectfully, Joe Dirt <laughs> with, with consent, of course. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I feel uh, I feel bad because I don't have a lot of takeaways since I haven't seen it in such a long time. But yeah, no, it's I I feel like it's such a good message to give little kids. Like go I back love, 20
1: years and hear that message. What does it mean to you?
2: I. Uh, I mean, I was sick.
1: Nah, just like no, just put your mind back there though. Nineteen ninety nine. Go back twenty twenty plus years, and that that's something that you hear. What would you do with that phrase?
2: I mean, honestly, I feel like it's the type of phrase that's kind of not even meant for kids. Like, it I feel really, like it really, really is engaging with it probably way more than yeah.
1: That's for like people like my mom in the theater going like,
2: "What the fuck are we watching? (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) I thought this was PG." Marsha in the theater is getting all all, uh, inspired. Yeah,
0: shout out out to mom again. I can't. I can't. Shout out to all the moms and dads who do not understand this shit.
2: Wait, all shout out to mom for giving me uh, Pokemon Crystal. No, straight up, my
1: mom also took me to see Digimon, and that was fire. Digimon, the movie. Digimon is like cyberpunk. Yeah. Like, fucking perfection. My mom. Ah! Yeah, I never of My mom was really good about making. They like, just took. They took Pokemon and they kid, made it cyberpunk. Sure. Seriously. Dude, and that's- Digimon. I had, the, I had the Digimon movie memorized word for word. I watched it in theaters and like as soon as it came out, we rented it at Hollywood Video and like it had none of the same premise. It had no. It had not nearly the same. In, and I it, know why. Yeah, it was straight. Digimon was just wild fun. But fuck,
0: that movie was great. It was great, though. But the reason why it was trippy and didn't make sense is because apparently the reason why the Digimon movie was all fucked up is because in the American release, they just took the first three movies from Japan and made it all into one. Like is super, that
1: what they did? They
0: made it like one pan like movie. I could, yeah. felt
1: I felt that. like yeah. I just felt that all of it was- Like a clusterfuck. Was, yeah, it, it makes just,
2: me uh, think of Avatar and the, the Avatar no, live action movie. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: No, we refuse to acknowledge that thing as existence. It's like Dragon Ball Evolution. We, just we don't. Yeah, we. I don't. <laughs> Did
0: you hear something, Mitchell? Is that oh, wind? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I heard.
2: Sorry, I, th- I think my mic is acting up because I I feel like someone just said nonsense into it.
0: I think I left like the oven was. on. I was probably just
1: it's, <laughs> da- it's probably just static electricity. I wish I wish oh. Togo was like a nineties nostalgia movie. I want to talk about dog movies more.
2: Ooh, Homer's bad. Girl, girl yeah. let's get you a dog movie to talk about. We'll find a, hey, we'll find a dog movie. Anyways. I ra- love those. Let's
1: let's wrap up this segment. I think I've, I've meandered on long enough. Shout out to my mom. I appreciate you for taking me all these terrible movies as a child that, you know, were way, way more woke than... <laughs> That, that then, should, then you could appreciate should appreciate yeah, the moment. <laughs> so much more work than it should have been. It should have been something stupid like Bugs Bunny, but it was not. It ended up being
0: this, <laughs> this fucking Matrix blue pill red pill. shout out to yeah. parents who, who put up with the anime. Yeah. <laughs> and, and their strange just, alternative child. <laughs> yeah. We and even, their alternative yeah.
1: <laughs> Just this awkward child that we're just trying to you, oh, keep shit. from freaking out uh, on occasion. Just like, just chill. <laughs> just be happy and chill. Here you go. Here's Whatever you want. Just chill. Here you go. Oh, shit. Shout out Shout out to the moms Shout up, out to those yourself. moms Go Marsha Yeah go Marsha I appreciate you <laughs> Alright so that's That's the nostalgia Is that nostalgia, that's, nostalgia. Yeah. that's the nostalgia trip And we're gonna do The the music thing And then we're gonna come Like the the, the And we're gonna come back And do Martuzzi Don't leave the just yet Julie 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 Do the thing Julie, Do the thing Ba da ba ba Okay, you're banned. (laughs) Welcome back. Cheers to that. Can I get a cheers cheers to Marchewski? Cheers to my fiance. Welcome back to the show. This is a family-friendly show. If you're really ready if your family to, is
2: really cool yeah if
1: you're unless you're about to get really cool with a bunch <laughs> of shit this is maybe not the family friendly show but it should be i feel like this is should be what families talk about the things that we talk about are things that families should be able to share in, and that's why we consider ourselves a small family aka a gang 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 shit you know what they say uh, but the we wrap up the show uh, with a friendly segment called Marchewski's Bruski.
0: It's time for the
2: Bruski. what what is you sipping on tonight? Bruski.
0: You're so lucky. Your last name rhymes with this. <laughs> out of out of all the happenstance and uncommon shenanigans in the world, one Polish last name, which literally translate translates to like
1: wait. You're Polish?
0: Yeah, yeah. If it ends in or check.
1: I'm Polish.
0: Dude, we're Polskas. We we're brothers. Vacation time. We're gonna go to. We're gonna go to Poland now and do 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 what they do. We like, could do. We could they, just, they have nightclubs, right? We. Oh could, yeah, dude. We Are have to go clubs? to Poland together. I didn't is there do a club in Poland. Is there ch- is there cheddar?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm sure there is cheddar, dude. How have we not talked about this before? My grandpa is <laughs> Pol-
1: like my grandpa is hard Polish. If I re- if I remember correctly, my, my is he directly from Poland? I think my grandpa or, he- or my grandpa's dad came from Poland. Gotcha. Word. so like first or second yeah. yeah yeah and then my mom's parent uh my mom ma- wait no hold on fuck i didn't because it's like like hair i hear
0: i hear like herring is
1: it, german so it is oh com- oh you're right it's complicated
2: of the von
0: no no you're good man but yeah. no if it ends if it ends in ski or czech it's a polish mm. it's a polish name yeah my last name's Wackyo. E. it's posy <laughs> my my dad's last name's Posey,
1: My my grandpa. Last name Posey, and that's the uh, that's the Polishness. My mom's last name's Herring, which was German from my mom's dad. And that was Von Herring, and so yada, yada, yada. And
2: Posey is a Polish name must have been one of those, like, mm. Ellis Island things. Like, like, so my last name is Sianis. Yeah. And the relative that... Passed down that name. His last name was uh, Johansson. Yeah. Oh, but he came from the town it. of Sondness, Norway. And so yeah, yeah, basically Ellis Island, right. they were like, we don't know how to fucking spell Johansson. Yeah, some some
1: <laughs> fake last name. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what,
2: what fucking town are you from? Sondness. And they're like, oh, sanus Got it. So fucked it all up.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's kind of a similar situation. Like immigrant, great, great grandparents and I don't really know. Like I bet
2: they came from a town called like Poja or something and they ended up Ellis Island. They were just like, Po- mm, posey. 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 That, that, that's a word I can spell. That shit
1: you put in your pockets during the Black pay- Plague. There we go. Perfect.
0: Yeah. There you go, kid. Welcome to America. Now get out of freaking Alice Island. Yeah.
2: Eesh.
0: Yeah. Generations later, we're all still here. We're still breathing. We got these bloodlines and also they're full of alcohol content. <laughs> this is Marchewski's Brewski. Brewski. Tonight's beer brought to you by Arrogant bastard. We literally have the legendary arrogant bastard ale today. I chose this beer because earlier this evening we were on the topic of indie rocks so when I, when I, you know, we're talking about, you know, freaking just uh, shenanigans and hanging out <laughs> in the <laughs> music <laughs> scene and just all that stuff, you know. A beer, the only beer out of all the beers that I literally cannot
1: physically bring myself to drink at this point. Because- and this, and this
0: was the first beer <laughs> I ever felt like, like holy shit, is this what hipster elitism, hipster <laughs> elitism feels like? Because I remember, like you know, with like when Bowling Bowlingly talking about just like you know, like hey, this is cool. Like I, I used to play in, in an indie rock band, and like you know, I remember we always to like. Be on our shit and like back in 2011 when like when like hipsters first became a thing and like everyone in their mom like was a wannabe hipster or like <laughs> you probably were a hipster but if you were a real hipster you did not say you were one yeah kind of like Bob Dylan.
1: Marchewski's mom <laughs> got it going it's on so
0: want and I've been waiting for so long to <laughs> see goddamn catches <laughs> and an arrogant bastard I just I just remind I just remember going like to just freaking like house parties and shit and I'd be like what the fuck. Is that because you know we were doing? I would drink cheap punk rock beer, like my my Milwaukee's best, or Pabst Blue Ribbon, yeah, or yeah. Rolling Rock, and you know, I'd be like, "What the fuck yeah, is this is, beer this with this whole cool devil the f- guy on it?" First IPA that I learned that fucking literally for me too, man. Yeah, this yeah. I
1: went from PBR. Uh and maybe a like blue moon like at the bar to like a like my buddies like uh, like like Matt and That shit. sounds like
0: a millennial beer curve. Dude,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think it was actually it was the drummer for Matt's original band like or his early band called The Weed of Avarice. And the drummer. Cool who, band, yeah. Dude, yeah, the weed of Avarice, they were so fucking metal. They'd uh uh, just I don't even want to go into it, but so the the drummer had the second fastest feet in the West contest. What? Yeah. So he, like double bass. Yeah. So like, Whoa. yeah, so he had this, he, he was, yeah, oh, the, dude, wow. second fastest feet in the West in the competition. I remember that. No, ah! dude, I, I, I guarantee you I could find some of this shit online somewhere. But, I believe
0: this. So, I believe this. So. Uh,
1: so, and he drank this or some shit. And so like, I, somehow I got involved with them and this fucking beer and this beer about ruined my early life. It just did me so wrong so many times. <laughs> going from PBR to
0: fucking arrogant bastard just felt like a midlife crisis. That's a learning curve you don't <laughs> want to take in college. <laughs> yes. That's like going from like the, the, 90, the 98 class to, yeah. like, to like the 402 class. Dude, it was,
1: <laughs> yeah, straight up. It did me so dirty like a couple oh, times to, to the point where I was just like, this is not a beer for me. Done. Just out of my repertoire. I don't drink this beer anymore.
0: That'll fall out of your rapport faster than, like, the really, really bad Pizza Hut guy that, like, does not deliver your pizza. And then when you you do get the pizza, it's like, why the fuck is the pepperoni Why is there hair on my pizza? Did you fuck my pizza? Did you have sex with this pizza?
2: (laughs) Did you fuck my mom? Did you (laughs) you fuck (laughs) fuck
1: my mom?
0: mom? Oh, shit balls.
1: Did you fuck my pizza?
0: (laughs) An arrogant bastard would, and that's why arrogant bastard Ale channels all that douchey energy of, yeah. of, of your local pizza man who couldn't com- who couldn't cut it as a local comedian, so he <laughs> arrogant bastard he coasts will by. fuck your mom. Yeah, he goes <laughs> by doing pizza <laughs> jobs. <laughs> Because his comedy his comedy gig never took off he and spits
1: in your drink, he fucks your pizza and he throws it <laughs> out of your
0: fucking door. Literally an arrogant bastard yeah. in every in every purpose of volume ever. Um it, it, for consumption value as a grown-ass adult. I mean nowadays, like yeah, I mean I I, I, I can yeah. I get why some of the older kids fuck with this beer. It's got it's got a it's got a definitive flavor, it's yeah. bold to it. We had actually um the beer angel, everyone give a shout out and a quick clap to Rianne the Beer Angel.
2: Beer Angel, yeah. Beer wench, beer wench.
0: Beer wench, beer wench. Cast bells, right checks. Anyways, and then I, they asked me, like, what the, what does this beer taste like? And, like, my best definition was, like, if a grapefruit smokes cigarettes and did ended <laughs> porno. <laughs> That's what this beer tastes like. It
1: tastes exactly like that. And as soon as I tasted it, my stomach said, nope. Nope. <laughs>
2: I'm fine without more of that sound effect.
0: Most definitely. Sorry.
1: Sorry about it. Sorry about it. I'm just saying that, you know, after waking up on the toilet like two or three times due to, to an ar- arrogant bastard, arrogant bastard ale uh arrogant you know, bastard. night of night of excursion, I think I learned my lesson to the point where it's like, you know what? I don't like waking up uh with my head using the uh toilet as a pillow. And, Fair enough, understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that or being blacked out or waking up in the like uh, blackberry bushes. Not my favorite fucking thing. So I mean, yeah,
2: I said when uh, <laughs> when you were sharing this earlier, I I said tequila. Like anytime I taste a drink that has tequila in it, immediately my stomach yeah. is just like nope, yeah. nope. Nope.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a tolerance thing. Because my stomach has a yeah.
2: better survival instinct than the rest of my body. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's this and 99 bananas, and I'm not willing to talk about 99 bananas because it's a fucking liqueur, and I learned my... <laughs> that only took me one time. That was one... Ooh, that when was you, when old, you say
0: liqueur, I just... Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah that was one Slings. night of bad decisions, and the next night, the next morning, I remember having to drive and being like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Arrogant Bastard got me a couple of times because it does take tastes good. It's thick. It's, it's a good beer. I it's like creamy. it. Yeah. It's creamy. It's thick. It's, it's a solid
2: cre- IPA. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, it's girthy, you know, everything you want in a, in a one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> girthy and creamy and Mitchell's <laughs> analogy pays
0: tribute to the pedigree of this fucking beer. Most definitely. Thank you for fucking telling it. Like and, it <laughs> and And you fucking <laughs> regret everything the next day. Most definitely, oh my gosh, seriously. And that's why on this week's Marchewski's Brewski, we give Arrogant Bastard Ale straight out of Escondido, California, (laughs) 7.5 unattainable (sighs) hipster college girls out of 10.
1: Yeah, this is
2: a lot of unattainable hipster (laughs) college girls. If you want to (laughs) pull freshman
1: college girls, drink this
2: I can't believe them. I never heard of this beer before.
1: This is how you get freshman college
0: girls. Wear thick rimmed glasses and say you listen to The Smiths and Animal Collective and you will have
1: Yeah. Have this on tap and, <laughs> and only this
0: you are guaranteed to get right, action. I'm, I'm
2: re I'm re-enrolling in college so I can get some bitches.
0: Literally and just when she pulls up you're like, "Hey girl, are you RL Stein because you give me a goosebumps." Ah! <laughs> Thank you for you joining.
1: Mother- <laughs> Fucker!
0: Thank you, Danger Incorporated, for feeding me that. Oh my gosh!
1: We got six (laughs) percent left on the laptop battery, so I'm gonna call it. We should wrap this up. Marchewski's Bruski segment. Arrogant bastard ale. Fuck you! You've done me wrong so many times. I want my compensation. I feel. Fuck
0: you, arrogant bastard! Why'd you fuck my
1: mom? You pizza asshole! Straight up. Yeah, this beer has done me nothing but wrong. The only thing that's wronged me harder is four loco, and I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, the only pre-formula or post-formula. (laughs) Pre-formula. Yeah, and if you guys want five, if you want a quick rundown
0: of how that night went, I can tell you about it next week on the Mitch and (laughs) March podcast featuring Celine. Thank you for joining us. Ooh,
1: play the outro. Play the
0: outro. Do a kickflip. Celine, play
1: the outro. Do a little thing.